0: Welcome to America this week. I'm Matt Taibbi.
1: I'm Walter Kern.
0: And once again, a reminder: this is the podcast America this week. Um, but there is also a written version of America this week that you can find on Taibbi.substack.com. Uh, there, uh, we go in a little bit more in detail and um, on some stories. Uh, but here on this show, uh, we sort of talk about the nuances and uh the things that are sort of between the lines and a lot of the news stories and walter and i get into um the the big stories of the week so there's a lot this week um but i, I think the funniest one uh has to be the new rain on twitter um billionaire elon musk announced last night with a uh a rather dramatic uh, and dramatically terse tweet, uh, that the bird is freed. Uh, I think that's the language, right? Um, right. It's and, like the
1: moon, the moon landing, the Eagle has landed,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> the Eagle has landed and, uh, and chaos and overreaction and everything that you both hate and love about Twitter. Um, it all, poured out uh in massive quantities and continues to do so uh i don't, I don't know what walter what was your first reaction uh to to the new reign? which by the way a lot of people were still hoping wouldn't happen as as late as the middle of this week um but it did
1: yeah well my first reaction to be you know uncharacteristically sincere is delight uh i have watched twitter turn into a frozen swamp in which you can hardly move for years now. Um, I've watched, you know, account after account that I, that that I was either amused by, interested in, or even approved of vanish from the place. Um, It's like the leftovers on Twitter last week, you know, uh, those who survived the purge did by, did so by virtue of cowardice, finesse, and, you know, um, silence. Uh, Now, I think that as it surges back and as this pent-up satirical energy, because it's a lot satirical at the moment as people sort of feel their wings again, um, I I, I think it should be archived for the Smithsonian, you know, uh, sort of a a virtual uh, version of the falling of the Berlin Wall. Um, Because uh, I, I buy... Uh, Musk's at least public rhetoric about, you know, installing a Times Square where or a, a, a Times Square, a, a public square where a, you know, bloody battlefield manipulated from on high by Skynet used to be. Um, but my favorite my favorite tweet of last night was a a, a tweet of horror from Taylor Lorenz, Taylor Lorenz, who is, you know. A discourse enforcer, uh, one of those new breed of people who got into reporting in order to make in order to make other people shut up. Um, and uh, she said, it's like the gates of hell opened on this site tonight, to which I responded. Happy Halloween, because, um, you know, uh, <laughs>
0: not, not overreacting at
1: all, <laughs> not overreacting at all. No, I mean. Uh, you know there haven't been any suicides yet, but I'm really convinced that as we get a more um, uh, we get a more accurate portrayal of America's opinions, uh, pissed offness, uh, irreverence, and so on, that we're going to have a foreground-background switch and the mm, the uh, approved line on a lot of the current thing issues is going to suddenly look in the mainstream press like a totally contrived consensus backed by a totally contrived virtual chorus, which has now disappeared or or, 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 or changed its tune. And I, I, I saw in the last couple of weeks a lot of backpedaling on uh, major issues from the prestige press. They... They started to allow it that closing all the schools during the pandemic wasn't a good thing. They started to allow it that perhaps the vaccine hadn't stopped the spread or maybe even been meant to stop the spread. Uh, They uh, gave credit to the lab leak theory in a new way, all in anticipation, I think, of being absolutely roasted and humiliated when Twitter became candid again. And I I actually think that there are cable news personalities and columnists and others who may just quit now because without the, you know, without the um, armory of artificially boosted support that Twitter provided, they're going to feel alone out on a crag like the last Japanese soldiers on various islands in the Pacific. Um,
0: What are they going to do? They're going to have to... Think of content again
1: well they 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 can't expect they can't expect canned applause at every turn, nor they nor can they expect that their most trenchant critics be silenced um and or suppressed uh, so this will cause uh you know new calculations in a lot of offices in New York City uh, as to how they um aren't Swamped by what I think will be a rather tidal, tidal um, rush of real opinion. I mean, just on a very uh, you know specific s- scale, you're going to have people telling stories about their experience of COVID. Um, maybe their difficulties with vaccines. Maybe their uh trials with the school closings and the lockdowns and so on in in in, in an abundant fashion that will i think rebuke the narrative as it was constructed
0: yeah absolutely um i i always thought of twitter actually ever since i saw a tweet of yours where you described twitter as a lathe uh Mm -hmm. I I can't I couldn't stop thinking of that of that image um I should just share when I was uh, in high school one of my hobbies was making baseball bats so uh-huh. I used to use a lathe all the time and I and I know how, how violent uh an instrument an instrument it is and it's a perfect metaphor for what t- Twitter basically has become or, or had become it's the human being enters this space, and it really is like uh, this never-ending uh, uh, cycle of chiseling um, is applied to your opinions and to your character until you're in the the, the desired shape. And you know, they were, it was just sort of factory producing people who thought um, a certain way and behaved a certain way and said certain things. Uh, so. You know we still have yet to see exactly how big the changes are going to be i mean i think we're all hoping that it's uh, or at least you and i are hoping that it's going to return to something more reflective of what people actually think um but who knows right i mean uh, I, that's that's just the hope at this point but he, he has made significant moves already uh he fired the ceo the cfo uh the general counsel and very significantly fired uh the legal and policy chief um Vijay gaddy i think is her name uh who was responsible for the decision or at least most responsible for, de- for the decision to ban donald trump which um that decision i think got people a little freaked out because uh it opens the door to the possibility of Donald Trump returning to Twitter, um, which would be, I, I don't even know what to think about that, but that, but that would be interesting. I
1: hear, I, hear, I hear he is, let's put that in the realm of rumor, but I hear that he is. Um, there was a lot of sharing of a fake uh, message from him on Facebook, uh, Realistic-looking let, letterhead in which he supposedly said that he was glad to be associated with an African American business, um, <laughs> and, and it, it turned out to be a forgery. Um, but you know, one one thing I think people aren't discussing, Matt, is that not only will this uh, likely free many voices. But it will allow us, I hope, to see into the machine that was Twitter. You know, it, it, it did a very good job of, of obscuring its own operations, its own censorship boosting algorithms, its own um, its use of or its tolerance of bots and uh, influence operations. And uh, it also had all my DMS servers. Um, and some of which I used for reporting as ways to, you know, get stories and, and confirm things and sound off and so on. And uh, that black box that was Twitter will be opened, I hope, because it would be, I think, of signal importance and interest to the country to learn just exactly how they played their trick and what kind of discussions they had with government officials and and, and industry officials, perhaps, in the case of, you know, Big Pharma and other companies uh, as they as they crafted the discourse, the approved discourse that finally seemed like their real product.
0: I have the same hopes that you do. I I think like a lot of people, I was very frustrated over the years that I didn't understand exactly how Twitter works. And, you know, you could say, well, it's a social media platform, it's voluntary, it's a private company, they don't owe you anything. But, you know, for a lot of us, uh, Twitter was an essential part of our commercial lives. Uh, If you worked in the media business, uh, it it was the thing that you did essentially to market yourself. Uh, to the world, and I was either that or Facebook. You know, in most cases, yeah. And both of those companies had means that they sometimes admitted to, uh, sometimes didn't, um, to simply dial down uh, your presence uh, if they felt like it. Um, right
1: to 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 do what Mark Zuckerberg admitted he was asked to do by the government uh, on Facebook, which was to suppress engagement with stories about Hunter Biden, for example. And, and, and let's not forget that the, that, that, that the canceling of the New York Post uh, account during the, uh, or at least its editorial page account um, during the election when the Hunter Biden laptop uh, became news, was like its uh, cancellation of Trump, a, a major intervention in the life of the country. So, you know, the notion that it was a private company, uh, it may be one now, or, or that, you know, it was a public company then, now it's private, private, held by private capital. But the notion that it was, you know, a, an enterprise that could do as it wished. Really didn't concord with the assertions that it was vital to national security, which we heard all the time. You know, we heard all the time that that that, that Twitter was somehow essential to the functioning of of the state, uh, part of our international statecraft, um, u- useful in fomenting revolution, even when we wanted revolution during the Arab Spring and so on. And so then to retreat into the
0: Posture that it
1: was, you know, a mere private company seemed disingenuous.
0: Absolutely, and it, it was so funny that interview you referenced with um, between Zuckerberg and Joe Rogan it was so remarkable on so many levels. But but one of them that was very little commented upon because everybody was spending so much time, uh, including me, uh, freaking out about the the big revelation that they had essentially at the behest of the fbi um interfered in a news story but the just as big a revelation was this casual admission that oh yeah we can just kind of turn the dial this way and you'll see the story a little bit less or you'll see it more if we do do this uh he he was so blasé in, in the way that he talked about that that um it was it was it it freaked me out when I heard it the first time. It was it was like watching somebody who was missing some like some part of their humanity, like a like a Vulcan or something like that, um, because he was totally insensitive to how crazy that sounded. He was insensitive to how crazy it sounded to us because
1: it doesn't seem crazy at all to him. I I, I keep some sources in the tech world. I I I keep abreast of what's going on behind the scenes there as best I can. And America underestimates the extent to which social media is a mixing board for the country's moods, opinions, and enthusiasms and hatreds even. Um, You will find if you get in deep enough at these companies that they pride themselves on the almost pinpoint way in which they can affect the affect the moods, literally, of individual users. And if that sounds like, you know, Truman Show uh, science fiction satire to you, so be it. That is exactly how they think. And so, you know, markets out of the boardroom or out of the, you know, in-house basketball court or, you know, ping pong parlor, and 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 he's simply talking the way he does when he's
0: there and it sounds freaky to us <laughs> it's like he's he's speaking some weird alien language alien language with beeps and bops in it or, or something like that uh yeah. it was just it was just so strange to hear him talk uh that way but that's you're right it it, it is straight out of the, the the truman show it's it's like they're all ed Harris uh you know turning dials to you know increase the the height of the waves the the emotional waves that we're going to encounter that day or or make it placid um depending on how how they're feeling that day uh that is seriously messed up like the person who can sit in that in that chair and do that kind of stuff um i don't you must have ptsd at the end of the of your stint there it's it's like it's like being a drone pilot
1: well, it's almost Halloween, which makes it an appropriate time for ghost stories. And I'll present the following it's merely a ghost story though. I have reason to believe it's true. Um, someone recently went to one of the major social media companies and because he was trusted and thought to be all on board was told, Hey, who, which woman between 25 and 35 in a certain state would you like to make sad today i'm not kidding and it was then shown to this person that a certain user could be picked out of the herd and her emotions manipulated through the um distortion and uh you know uh, of her feed ah uh, and uh if that is crazy well it is crazy but if it sounds crazy of me to tell such a story just like i say put it in the halloween category
0: but uh i don't think
1: it's a fable
0: that that i mean that's a terrifying story but there's no reason it, it couldn't be true is there
1: well we we know we know from public uh reporting that that Facebook has experimented at various times, sometimes in concert with um, uh, universities um, on the mood manipulation of users and and making them sad in particular. Um, You know, social contagion needs a medium in which to spread and uh, and, and, uh, social targeting can use that same medium. Um another another I think maybe less less obvious result of this Twitter takeover is going to be how quickly um, various disasters and dramas in the larger society are blamed on Twitter. You know that seems to be the logical next step for those who uh, are hostile to this move. That vocabulary will develop it will include the word stochastic, no doubt um, yeah. for accusing Twitter of fomenting discord
0: violence um, Chaos.
1: hurricanes perhaps
0: um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean they're already the the New York Times already has a a, a really striking article it, it's. It's called "How Elon Musk became a geopolitical chaos agent." I think yeah, that came out on Wednesday. They updated it again today, but it's a portrait of a James Bond villain. Um, I mean, it, they're, they're, there's the irony of them calling him a chaos agent. It might as well be the KAOS version. <laughs>
1: yeah you mentioned to me that elon needs to adopt a fluffy white cat to stroke on his lap when he's um when he's uh you know accused of these master conspiracies that he now no doubt will be
0: absolutely he definitely needs the cat he needs the the dr evil uh like Nero jacket costume <laughs> the uh,
1: crooked pinky
0: yeah the crooked the crooked pinky uh the henchman right with the bowler hat i think i think
1: a lot of the outrage over his uh, his twitter takeover you know in the last couple of days has centered on his um you know rather ironic and delighted um manner you know he walks in with a kitchen sink um and says let that sink in when he comes to twitter headquarters um, he has Really, been sort of happily talking about the huge personnel cuts he'll make, not just at the top. And uh, you know, I think some expected him to, you know, uh, act out a solemn moment um, as he as, as he takes over our democracy. Tm, but instead he went in there like a you know comedian.
0: Oh, I know. He, he, was, he was joking around. Uh, he called himself the chief twit. Uh, and he's clearly having fun with how much this bothers everybody uh, that he's done this, which has a lot in common with Donald Trump, by the way. Uh, Trump, Trump, who sort of famously grew his enormous following on Twitter just by being everything that Twitter didn't want him to be yeah yeah is musk is going down that same road so he was having a lot of fun with this He, he was he was uh spoofing on himself and um clearly trolling all the people who couldn't stand the fact that he that he's now taken over twitter and uh we should just go through some of this because there was immediately a thread by uh this guy ian ian miles uh chiang um that reads this is now an offensive meme thread uh anything goes post your offensive memes in the replies and it was just like this explosion of pent up satirical obnoxious adolescent energy and it it took like three tweets for you to get uh the, the giant erect penis um <laughs> you know, but with you know shape in the pattern of the globe i mean it's it's all the stuff that used to be on this site in enormous quantities and um and it's all now it's all back right it's uh well you
1: know you know twitter if it had uh any saving function it was that it allowed america to blow off steam um and uh you know that but that steam has been under pressure for a while and it's been guided through various pipes to accomplish various ends but 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 now that it's now that it's out in the wild again um you know we're gonna have a period of what the new york times calls chaos but i would call fun um if america is not fun to me it's not really america um and uh you know, could
0: we, could we explore that thought for a moment? Because for all the negative things about America, and there are so many of them, uh, the one thing this country has always been really good at is is fun. Uh, yes, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe the Prohibition period they, they weren't so hot at it, but well, actually, we, we were still good at it. We just used password
1: passwords and, and and locked doors and and so on uh,
0: to have it. Out of the sight of the police, right, right. That's true. That's true. But yeah, America has a great has a great tradition of uh, goofing off, uh, doing ridiculous, fun things. I mean, I-, I can't think of what other country rivals us for that. Uh, I- the only thing that comes to mind. I mean, the the Japanese are so repressed that when they decide to have fun, like through those ridiculous game sh- shows.
1: Yeah. It seems like three year, They they become three years old. It's, it's less less looks like fun than you know, uh, food throwing or, or, or <laughs> um, but you know, in America's inventory of its cultural accomplishments, we always hear jazz, um, rock and roll, uh, the blues, uh, uh you know, movies, um, especially big feature sort of movies. But we don't often hear about stand-up comedy and uh, you know uh, impro- improvisational comedy. Um, perhaps if, if if America hadn't gotten so somber and so reverent, we might not have had a Donald Trump, or the appetite for him would not have been so irresistible. Um, uh, I, I I I really think that that the, the left should be careful what it wishes for. Um, you know. It, when when it hardens into preachy, strident Puritanism, it breeds a reaction which is not always helpful to its aims. And now that people can play, get their yayas out, um, uh, make fun of their leaders as is their constitutional right, um, take ridiculous stances on serious issues just because they can we might actually become a more serious society at the serious level. Um, but, 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 but this whole, you know, timeout that Twitter put us in uh, bred a lot of resentment and hostility to the elites. Um, now that will be dissipated every day in, you know, millions of memes.
0: Absolutely. And the, the, uh, the transformation of um, the comedy world, like it, it, the, the way that went from being the exclusive province of the left to all almost all of that energy now being uh, on the right. even if it's not always the greatest humor, it's the, the you know, the kind of the send up, spoofing, uh, you know defiant Brand of humor. That's there's none of that on the left that I can see, and and when it does exist on the right, they they ban it. I mean, the Babylon Bee, for God's sake, was was put in put in the corner and put in time out on Twitter. Uh, and you know what kind of message does that send? It just it just tells you that we can't take a joke, you know. Um, and you're going to get people who have an even more ridiculous and harder response uh, if you clamp down on all that stuff.
1: Yeah, um,
0: you see what
1: Twitter really allowed for, what it artificially boosted was a sense of in-group agreement uh, uh, for, for establishment uh, opinions. And it allowed people to gain following by saying the most extreme and sort of um, uh, sermon-like things about issues where we where, 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 where you know there was supposedly consensus, but I don't think it is any cosmic accident that the same week Twitter is free, we also saw with this John Fetterman debate in in, in Pennsylvania. A rather appalling display of incapacity, perhaps, on the part of a candidate, which, because Twitter was edging toward freedom, people pretty openly discussed in a way they might not have a, a, a couple of months earlier. Um, but the propping up of someone like John.
0: If you're hearing this message, you're listening to the free version of America This Week. To hear the rest of our conversation, please subscribe to TK News at taibi.substack.com.